Welcome back to Sober Grind. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you better understand addiction and recovery. My name is Austin, and I'm your co-host along with Pej. If you need help with addiction, whether it be for yourself, a loved one, a spouse, someone you know, you can call us 24-7 for help at 877-577-9382. No matter where you are in the country, we will get you addiction help. Today, we're discussing what real integrity is and what it looks like. If you're in recovery and hiding things, how does this impact your integrity and overall long-term recovery? Are you ready? Let's talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sober Grind. It's been a couple weeks, but I hope you are all doing well. You're all safe. You're all healthy. You're all happy. Pej, I hope you're healthy and happy too. I am. Excellent. So we have an awesome topic today. Pej, you want to introduce the topic today? How about you? You introduce it. Go ahead. Okay, sure. So Pej had suggested an excellent topic. It's about being in recovery and sitting on secrets, how this affects your integrity. And I think it's a great topic. Pej, why did you want to discuss this today? Did something trigger it? Have you have you heard something? <laughs> you know, something's always triggering it. Um, always- <laughs> truth of the matter is, is um, I, okay, so there's a lot of things that, that happen in the recovery process obviously a lot of people think that when they first get sober from substances like drugs and alcohol that the problem was the drugs and alcohol but um behind that comes a world of secrets and uh a lot of uh, character flaws a lot of you know defects of character where people are they're conditioned a certain way you know throughout their life they they Mm -hmm. um you know Obviously, when kids are when babies are born, they're innocent. They're in their purest form. But as they start to grow up um, and do things, you know, they start lying about little things. Like, uh, did you do this, son? Did you do this? And no, mommy, I swear I didn't. So like they 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 will um, up that they're already becoming dishonest with themselves because they free, they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. They're afraid that they're going to be punished. Um, so little small lies, little white lies, um, just become a way of their character. It becomes a way of life. And so um, as they grow up, you know, and I'm not just saying this for addicts and alcoholics, but a lot of people can be very dishonest. They can just lie, right? They won't tell the truth about everything. So so an addict or an alcoholic, when they are in their full-blown alcoholism or addiction, will have a tendency not just to lie to other people, but um, they're lying to themselves, you know? And so they have no integrity because they're living a lie. Um, sometimes they will minimize their addiction. They'll minimize um, how bad they are, uh, how much they use, how um, somebody will tell them or many people will tell them how they overshot the mark and they'll they'll kind of downplay that and act like, nah, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Next thing you know, the guy's belligerent drunk again where the girl is totally um, you know, loaded again and again and again. And so people come and they get sober and um, – they realize that the drugs and the alcohol aren't just a problem. It's much more than that. Um, it, it's, uh, 
the flaws, the character flaws, the, the stuff that's been driving us, the things that, that have been making us who we are and, and how we, we become that person in our uh, deepest addiction. Like we, the, the flaws consume us. They, they define us. They are what we are. They're, they make you shady. They make you do underground stuff. They make you uh, have a secretive lifestyle. So um, you get sober and you don't just let all that stuff go. And then on top of that, like, let's say, for example, when somebody comes into the 12-step community, um, they talk about rigorous honesty, getting honest with yourself, truly, like, um, uh, going into your deep innermost self and, and taking a closer look at yourself and seeing, like, what it is about you that that you that makes you, makes it okay for you to be dishonest, to lie, to carry secrets, to, and, and what do you want to do differently now? Do you want to keep being that person and that guy or that girl that um, that's going to keep lying in recovery and and sometimes people are you know very blind to their their there's blind spots to your own being where sometimes you need somebody to point that stuff out to you you know it may be a counselor it may be a sponsor in the in the program it may be um it may be a friend a true friend a friend that will not turn a blind eye to your uh to where you come short, somebody who opens your eyes to things, especially if you have blind spots and you can't see uh, where you're coming short and somebody points it out to you. Like, I believe truly that a true friend will tell you something rather than turn a blind eye and and continue to just let you um, behave that way. You know, I think a, a true friend will tell you the truth about you uh, and not just disregard and, and let you figure it out for yourself. Um, yeah. Now, so what are... What are some of the common lies that you see people in recovery say? Mm, they still do underground behaviors. You know, they'll do, they will do certain things, especially like let's say they're um, in the treatment setting, for example. Let's say there are people. There's so many different ways that someone can lie that's in recovery, right? And mm -hmm. there's um, people that are in a treatment setting that they know that they're going to be getting drug tested, right? They know that. Um, uh, you're now in a in an environment where you are um, sort of under the radar, where you are being watched, where you are um, where they will detect if you are uh, using something secretively. But there's some addicts that are very clever. They know that sometimes a treatment center might just test you for certain types of drugs, so they'll do other types of drugs. They'll research like like Phenibut, or they'll research like kratom, or they'll try to get their hands on. Um, fentanyl, because they know like a certain test may only test for opiates and not for fentanyl specifically. So yeah. they'll they'll use this stuff and and secretively get away with it for a while. I think I was talking to a friend that works in a center the other day, and they had to transfer a guy out because he had snuck drugs in and was getting high all along. And he was there for a while. He was there for a while. So where's the integrity in that, right? Right. And it doesn't just start with doing drugs secretively. It's like little secretive acts, things that people do that are underground, you know, for example, uh, carrying and holding lies for people. Um, um, there's so many different ways of lying too. Uh, there's a friend of mine one time, he said it so profoundly. He had said, uh, there's, hold on, I'll read it to you. And also if he said, okay, he said, you know how many ways there are to lie, Pej? Oh, you can lie by omission. You can lie by exaggeration, you can buy, lie by justification, you can lie by manipulation, and you can buy, lie by rationalization. Um, so 
lying by, by omission. You know, there's something that you probably need to tell somebody, but you're not saying it. So you're still living the lie, right? And yeah. then to rationalize is like basically, what are you going to get honest with yourself? Why do you have to always come up with something that will uh, justify you and allow you to keep on acting in those character flaws? There's so many different ways to look at this, you know, like, and it all boils down to integrity. Like if you really truly have integrity for yourself, which is really hard to do for the average human being, you know, um, if you have integrity for yourself, then you can have integrity for others. If you don't have integrity for yourself, it's just impossible to have integrity for other people. And so example, let's say like um, you walk out of a grocery store and you see some guy in front of you drops a hundred dollar bill on the ground. Now, the addict mind will see that and think, well, that dude just lost a hundred bucks, <laughs> right? Like straight up, I'm, that's a lot of money. You know, it's a hundred bucks. I'm going to go and pick it up and stick it in my pocket. Now, somebody that's in recovery, you know, that really truly is trying to be the best version of themselves and being honest with others would go and pick it up and go tell them, hey, sir, you just dropped this. But a lot of people won't do that. There's a lot of people that just will not do that, you know, and, and yeah. that's thing to think about. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to, you want to be, what, what, it, what if it was your hundred dollar bill and you dropped it? Wouldn't you hope that somebody that was behind you that picked it up would be kind enough and, and, you know, had enough integrity to come and tell you that here's, hey man, you dropped your mind. If it happens to you, you would hope that somebody would look out for you. But when it doesn't happen to you, you, you know, you snooze, you lose, it's mine now. No, that ain't right. I want to open this up to uh, our viewers right now. If you want to share some of uh, your secrets that you've um, said in the past or um, have kept to yourself or just underground behavior, as Pej put it, let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear them. Pej, have you, that, that just made me think of something. Have you ever seen any of the uh, internet videos of kind of integrity tests? So what they'll do is they'll, They'll put like a, a fake hundred dollar bill uh, below someone. Ooh, like that. Yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, right? And they they ask the people like, "Oh, did you drop this money?" and and see what their their responses. And then when uh, when they call them out on it and say, "No, I actually put this here ahead of time. It's a fake hundred dollar bill." Right. They either they either completely lie or you know make up excuses or something like that. And, it's pretty That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. And while we're waiting for others, so please, uh, we encourage you to interact with us during this podcast, share some of your experiences here. Pej, what does integrity mean to you? Can you explore that a little bit more? I mean, integrity has so many variables. You know, obviously, in the recovery world, we often say it's doing the right thing when nobody else is looking, right? That means like, um, when you're at work and you know that you only have a 15 minute break, but you're on your phone in the bathroom hiding out, uh, for over 45 minutes, like <laughs> Facebooking and doing stuff like that. Like, where's your integrity? You're on the clock. You're getting paid, right? Like, why would you do that? Like, and, and people do it, you know, I've done it like straight up. I'll, I'll be honest. Like there's been a lot of times that I have not had integrity. Um, I remember when I was brand new in treatment, um, I, my counselor had taken me to the grocery store to go shopping. And um, he, I said something in the parking lot to him that already his radar was up. He's like, this guy's shady. Man. I mean, it was my very first day being sober, right? And this cat's 
a lot of integrity. Um, <laughs> in you be serious when you got this rat tail like wagging. <laughs> okay, so, uh, no, so okay, so anyway, the guy said something to me, and then after after he was already like I was under his radar. I remember I was smoking a cigarette. I was just cocky, hip slicking, cool. I and I was just smoking away, and I was like, flick the cigarette. And it went right on the ground. He goes, hey, 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 what are you doing, bro? I go, what do you mean, what am I doing? He goes, that that's, you're ruining the universe. Like, why don't you go pick up your cigarette butt and go put it out and go and throw it away in the trash? You're a litter bug. I'm like, come on, man, are you kidding me? Uh, he goes, he goes well, who do you think is going to clean that up? I, I don't know, those guys that, that walk around with the blowers and they just blow this stuff, right? And so like, he's like, no, man, I insist you go and pick up that cigarette butt and go throw it away in the trash. So I'm like thinking, like, who's this guy, right? He told me earlier today he used to rob banks. Like he was like, you know, a full-on drug addict and drug dealer. Like that's what I liked about him. Now he's trying to tell me how to live and stuff like that. And so like I'd sit in groups with this guy. And he was like a straight-up Yoda, right? He would just sit in group, and he used the word integrity so much, so much to the point where I started to kind of get it. Like he would just call people out on their shit and tell them like, dude. You're so inauthentic. You're on, you're inauthentic about your own inauthenticity. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that mean? Like, can you translate that? And he goes, yeah, it means you're so full of shit. You're full of shit about being full of shit. I was like, ooh. Well, at least she was the one that got that one from him. It, it didn't, he, he wasn't pointing it at me. But what happened was over a period of time, like about three, four months in, I started to evolve. And I was changing. And my behaviors were changing. And, and um, I started catching myself when I was being out of integrity. And I was like on the freeway driving and smoking a cigarette and I remember like getting off this off ramp and I flicked my cigarette out the window and and then I thought his voice came in my head you're out of integrity like go and I thought what, what am I doing shoot I got to pull over the car I went and pulled the car over and went back up like the, just walking up the off ramp on the side found my cigarette butt and went and like made sure I uh, you know Distinguish it appropriately right and th these were little things that started to build up where I where I realized like how many times in my life have I come short by by not having integrity for myself, let alone for other people? How many little white lies have I told to people? I believe that a person that's uh, really good at telling little white lies has the great potential of being a big, fat liar. And when we're in recovery, the, the point of all of this is not, not just to get, uh, to get sober and to get off of the substances, but truth be told is to get honest with yourself. To get honest with yourself, you know, I, I, um, I got sober in a very strict and stern environment. It was like just a no mess around type of environment, and and so like the little stuff. There was uh, we would have these uh, these chores that we would have. Dana Rollins, Pej, shame on you. <laughs> no, we would have these chores. Like we we did a double scrub every Sunday morning. Like everybody had to clean. I had to dust, this one had to vacuum, that one had to mop, this one had to do the dishes, that one had to do the laundry, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, like the counselor, he was just one of those guys, right? Like there's, you can't get anything past this guy, right? He came home and he's like, okay, um, so you guys all did your double scrub chore? Great. Went around and said, Pej, were, were you on dusting? And I said, yes, I was. And he said, okay, went over by this one uh, mantle, no dust here. Okay, good job, good job. Went over on this coffee table, no dust here, good job. Good. Then he went over on this like big, plant holder thing, right? That would have like a lamp at the top of it with a, a shelving unit that was way at the top, right? And he went and like put his finger up there and like just rubbed his finger across it and goes, what is this? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, there's dust on it. 
I thought I put you on dusting. That means you have to dust every single part of the house. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Like you're gonna really get on me for that? He goes, because you told me you did the job entirely and you really didn't do the job entirely. You don't have integrity. You know, like what, what is it? From there on, I had to always do it, right? So I had to always make sure I cleaned well, I did well, and it, it something just happened within me, you know, to where he like reprogrammed, rewired me into like wanting to be honest. And it's I'm not saying I'm, I'm a saint and walk a straight line. There's a lot of stuff that that I still was so used to doing and thinking that I'm going to get in trouble for, or if somebody finds out, I'm going to be embarrassed and things like that. But I think you. Um, and some people don't agree with this saying, but I love this saying. Humility is when you tell on yourself. Humiliation is when other people do it for you. So when, you, when you're doing things that are underground, you see it all the time, like in the, in the news and stuff, when there's a whistleblower and they, they call you out and like um, you, you can either be totally embarrassed or you can come forward and say, you're right, I was wrong. I did something wrong. I'm, I'm a human with imperfections. You know, I'm going to work on being much different. I'm aware of my shortcomings and I'm going to do my very best not to act that way again and not to, you know, be out of integrity. I want to explore that a little deeper. So, you know, when we when you tell yourself little white lies, at some point, some people tend to believe those own lies. Now, for you, it obviously took someone to come in and interject and switch that thought process in your brain through a, a strict way. Do you think it, it takes someone else externally to come in and put that perspective in your head to be real with yourself, not tell these white lies, a consequence to trigger it? Or do you think that people can have They can just figure it out on their own? Yeah. And if so, like how on both ends, like are they, okay. how are they able to so Speaking from my own experience, like let's say all the different times I went to jail, right? I, I could sit in jail all day long in a cell and tell myself, I have to stop acting like this so I don't end up in this place anymore over and over and over again, right? Like there's like this good side of me that's telling me that. That's like the soul, right? But there's always this, this little part of me, this little ego part that says, but when you get out of here, you know you want to just have a little bit of fun. And so a little bit of fun starts with a blunt or a, or a joint, and the joint turns into a pipe, and the pipe turns into a needle. And the next thing you know, you're off and running, and you're doing it all over again, right? So you get out, and left to my own devices based off of my own decisions, you know, like Einstein said, uh, you cannot fix the problem with the same brain that created it, right? So, like, I believe every person in life needs a guide. We all need guides. Some people go and they sit with a therapist and they, that therapist becomes their guide. They, they, you know, hash out stuff and rehash out stuff and the therapist walks them through. Some people have spiritual guides. Like I'm, I'm a person that like I, I deeply believe in, in a spiritual way of living. I believe we are all deep spirits. I believe that we all um, have a negative and a positive. We have an ego. We have a soul. You know, we can give more power to our soul or we can give more power to our ego. There's that story of the two wolves. If you don't know about it, which wolf are you feeding more, right? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, when it comes down to it, like I needed somebody to redirect me. I needed somebody to be a voice of reason. I needed somebody and a few mentors to tell me what was good for me, to tell me when I'm believing my own lies, to tell me when I'm full of shit, you know? And so, and, and sometimes it's not how you say it. It's it's not what you're saying. It's how you say it, right? So some of them were not 
pushy with me. Some of them were very stern, you know, some of them in a roundabout way would tell me stuff. And some of the, the mentors would just be direct and assertive. And they're like, no, dude, like you're really ruining yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure. So, um, so they taught me. And when they taught me, then I started uh, some houses and uh, there were recovery homes. And I kind of did exactly with those homes as what was done with me. I basically put a mirror in front of people that just like the mirror was put in front of me. When you have a mirror in front of you and somebody's pointing out, yo, man, this is how you are and this is how you be and this is how you act and this is how you don't want to be because let me just paint a picture for you. If you keep acting like this, this is the type of results you're going to get. But if you do if you do the contrary action and go completely opposite to how you act, if you turn your defects of character into assets and, and be the best version of yourself and do what's right, then you will get good results. You will be trusted. You will be you won't have to like make up lies for lies. You won't have to go and, and uh, come up with certain stories. You don't have to exaggerate certain things. And and so like. There's certain people that come to my house and like my old counselor used to tell me, Sia, he'd say, I read between the lines. I can read, I can base somebody like off of body language. I can tell when they're up to no good, you know? And so this kind of like, I, I started working in treatment. I ran some recovery homes, some of my own, some other ones. And uh, what ended up happening was, you know, I started seeing people that reminded me very much of myself and the little lies I would say. And so I would tell them like, uh, I read between the lines, man. I can just based off your body language right now, I can tell that there's you're up to no good. You look like the cat with the canary in his mouth, right? And so now this cat's going to take everybody's attention away from what we're talking about right now just because it's ultimate cat. She just climbs everywhere too. Say hi. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, you know, I believe that um, – I believe when a person truly gets honest with their innermost self, they don't have to lie about anything else. But obviously, it's nice for somebody to point that stuff out to you. For me, like I've had plenty of amazing mentors that even when it sometimes is ego, it bruises the ego, you know, why would it need to bruise the ego unless I'm up to no good? Why? Why is that? If a person's really not doing something that's underground or, or behind the scenes and somebody confronts them and says to them, um, Hell, man, I don't believe you. The person can say, I don't care because I'm not doing anything. But if a person actually, uh, or I respect you for telling me what you don't believe, but I know my truth, you know? Or if a person is doing something, they'll get highly defensive. Um, and one of the reasons that I even came up with all of this is because more recently there was a couple of undergrounds going on. Look, it's a pandemic, right? So there's a lot of stuff going on. We're trying to, we're trying to practice um, quarantining and keeping people within the house. And there were some people that were a, a group of people within the house that were underground doing some stuff that they weren't supposed to be doing, going out and about, being around people and keeping the secrets amongst themselves, which brings me to this part. When somebody is somebody in, in recovery starts chumming up with somebody else and they become friends and their diseases or their egos or their illness or whatever you want to call it starts to align then you have two people that are living without integrity so one will tell another one a secret and the next thing you know those secrets will start to evolve and that is why you have so many amas and acas and all that from certain treatment centers because 
one person's disease will align with another person's disease. They'll get these grand ideas to go. And next thing you know, they're, they're hanging out at like some motel shooting dope and they're never really truly friends, right? Um, there was a, a place in LA many years ago that uh, my counselor had told me about where there was a girl who was roommates with another girl and um, her roommate walked in and, and saw her with rigs, needles and like heroin. And she told her, what are you doing? And she said, listen, please don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone about this. Um, she goes, okay, I won't say anything, but like, just be careful. And that girl ended up overdosing and dying that night. And because this one held, you know, held the secret for her, you know, imagine what she has to sit with. She could have actually been honest. She could have had integrity. She could have told her, absolutely not. You know, you either go tell on yourself or I'm going to tell on you, right? And a lot of people are afraid of being rats and ratting people out. And when it comes to the recovery community, there's no such thing as rats. Rats pertain to people that are in prison that are hiding things, right? Which, again, that goes back to having no integrity. That's why a lot of people end up in prison. And rats are, um, you know, it's that street life. Like if you're on the streets and you don't tell them, I'm not going to rat that guy. I'm not going to tell. But when it comes into this stuff, this is a matter of life and death. When it comes into the recovery set setting, like we don't turn a blind eye to anyone's shortcomings. If you're truly a man of your word or a woman of your word and you're really true about your recovery, you won't allow people around you to talk a certain way or be a certain way. Because if you really want to be their real friend, you'll tell them the truth. There's too many people that don't tell people the truth. And then later on, we see them overdose, die. You see their Facebook page, like, oh, gone too soon, or the good die young, and this and that. But it's like, couldn't you have said a little more to that person? Couldn't you have at least, like, told them the truth? At least they would have had the opportunity to hear the truth from somebody who's being truthful with them. And that's part of integrity, too. I've said a lot today, Austin. You asked for it. <laughs> so well said, Pej. Thank you so much. I hope everyone took value away from this if you have any follow-up questions you can always email us you can always leave a comment on wherever you're watching uh, or listening to this and we will respond as soon as as we absolutely can if you did take value away from this we would very much appreciate and love to hear your uh, perspective and what you got out of this in a in a positive review on itunes uh, if you could just take five minutes out of your day leave us a review on itunes let us know how we're doing we would love to hear your voice and it really would help us uh, grow this podcast and positively reach more people if you're struggling with addiction alcoholism or you have a friend a, a family member a loved one that's struggling and you need help uh, you can contact us anytime. You can call us at 877-577-9382-247 and reach Addiction Help. Uh, if you want to check out any of our past podcasts uh, or videos, live streams, etc., check out our website, SoberGrind.com. We have everything indexed on there for you and some other great recovery resources. Pej, Thank you so much. I appreciate your time as always. It's been good. I hope you stay warm out there in North Kakalaki. It's been pretty warm. It's been pretty nice, actually. Yeah, all it's right. Hey, but we're, uh, I heard California went through a Humidity's heat wave. Humidity's coming soon. Humidity's coming soon. I miss That's you. Right. Miss you too, brother. All right. All right. Everyone, Sober Grind out. Sober Grind.